We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Roto Grinders today. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed, Blender HD. If you want to follow me on Twitter, it's Thursday, January 4th. We'll be taking a look at the NHL slate today. We'll be taking a look at some NBA today. We'll be taking a look at some props, some pick 'em, everything that you want to you, you're thinking about today in daily fantasy props and pick 'em. We'll we'll be we'll be looking at. Feel free to hit that like button. I have a comment in the chat if you if you want to talk about anything. It's kind of a you know toss up. No Thursday night football. Football's coming, kind of coming to a close. Join with me from the the depths of the middle of nowhere in Canada. Even though it's not really in the middle of nowhere, but I always say that it's in the middle of nowhere. It's TJ Zwarich, right? You're from Canada. You got to know everything about hockey, right? Yes, I am naturally just good at NHL DFS because of living here in Canada. I think I, I think my my RG ranking for hockey is like 50 or something like that. Uh, 54. So, no, a little something. Made a little money on hockey so far this year. I have followed it. So, basically kind of what happened. I'll give a little backstory. My very first hockey fantasy league type thing was just like, essentially like a best ball with about 16 people, I think it was. Um where you draft at the beginning of the year, um, no positional rankings, just pick any player you want. All that matters is points. Um, I would have been like maybe 14 at the time. Um, and with my very last pick in the draft, I was, I figured, you know, I could take a chance. I could pick somebody like a goalie. They had like wins count as one point and a shutout counts as three. I could pick somebody like a goalie, you know, end the year with like 40 or 50 points. I could pick some third liner in this final round because there was like 20 rounds. Um, and they could end the year with like 40 points. But I decided to pick, you know, a young guy who this was right at the beginning of the year. No games had been played yet. So we didn't know if 
this young up-and-coming top draft pick was going to actually make the NHL in his rookie year or not. He might have got sent back down to juniors because he was still young enough. And I took with my very last pick, Patrick Kane. He ended up having like 80-plus points. He was rookie of the year. And I won my very first hockey draft I ever did at like 14. So I kept doing things like that like for a while, and I was into it. And I basically just said, okay, I, I don't have enough brain space for all these different sports. I want to learn MLB DFS. And I basically just stopped following hockey. And I put that energy into MLB like four or five years ago when I started learning how to play MLB DFS. And now um, over the last couple of years, I've dove, I've dove back into NHL DFS a little bit. It's been, it's been profitable, but um, nothing compared to this season because the projections we have here for hockey at at uh, Roto Grinders are just so so good, um, and the NHL Discord is a tool unlike any other. I see we got Dane Moneyball in chat. Um, just a a hockey like you want to talk about somebody in the middle of nowhere Canada who knows all about hockey. That's actually him, not me. Uh, I, I'm a, I'm a little more central here in Canada than he is. And I know a lot less about hockey than he does, but I do know a lot about DFS. And so it's been a very profitable year. Well, same thing for me. This is my first year playing NHL DFS. I've been doing pretty well. Now I'm, I'm much more of a look at the numbers. I'm not watching any of the games, right? I'm, I'm using the resources that we have here at Roto Grinders. I already got in a bunch of NHL bets today before the show. Right, and I'll still tell. I mean, we have 13 games today, so there's going to be tons of opportunities. Uh, you could use our props and pick them package for that, as well as being a you know, if you're a combo premium member here at Roto Grinders, click on that link in the description, get ten dollars off your first month. You get access to all of this. So, what I do is you know, I'm going to look at our updated projections, which is at 10 55 a.m. They just got updated. We don't have ownership or anything, but I don't need that as of now. I just want, I just want to look at it. Just a general overview of what kind of the slate looks like from a projection standpoint. So I'm building 300 lineups. I'm using just a, a hard uh, stack configuration of 4-3, basically 3-3 three, three with the defenseman, just to see what comes up. Just to see what comes up. I'm sorting by the point per dollar column. And I'm scrolling down now. Now, yeah, we're going to get some of these cheap, cheap guys, you know, like the Hoffmans, the Kerfoots, the, the Slavkovskis in there with these eight points, but I'm, what I do is I, I just scroll down and I wait until I see double digit points. I go, okay, these are probably the teams that were probably going to be targeted a bit. Nikolai Ellers, Ehlers, 14 point projection at 5,800. Well, it makes sense. The Jets are facing the, the, the Sharks. So that, that does make sense. So I said, like, okay, I'm going to look at the Jets there. I'm going to scroll down a bit, see what else we could. Okay. Couch, uh, Couturier from the Flyers. Right, we got Owen Tippett from the Flyers. So I'm going, okay, from a projection standpoint, I should expect to see some Flyers. You got LA against Detroit, the Rangers against the Blackhawks. Adam Fox seems to have a pretty nice projection for 5,400 of defense. Right, so I'm just scrolling down just, just to get a sense. I got Minnesota, I guess Brock Faber. I mean, I don't know what's going on with, uh, with uh, Spurgeon's on the IR. So, I mean, we may have some cheap wild that we could use again. Right, Matt Boldy's here, right? I'm just scrolling down, like point per dollar wise. Cole Coffee, I think Montreal against Buffalo, even though they're an underdog, I mean, they're fairly cheap. And Buffalo, it's not like Buffalo is the bastion of good defense. 
right? And here we go, some more Rangers. Mika Zavinajad is there. I'm assuming Trocek will be around somewhere, right? Because Konechny, yeah, I'm, I'm getting into more flyers. So even though, you know, I'm building 300 lineups, I'm assuming, I'm going to assume, TJ, that when this is done, I'm going to be getting a good healthy amount of Philadelphia, a healthy amount of Montreal, a healthy amount of the Rangers, uh, maybe maybe some maybe some LA, definitely Winnipeg, right? Right, LA obviously that you know their lines are kind of a little spread out, but like Fiala one offs that type of thing, right? Ellers one offs. I think St. Louis projects not that badly today, right? And then I want to see where the expensive pieces kind of fall. Because, like, we're like McKinnon or Pasternak and those types of guys, right? We take a look at the top end of the spectrum, right? Right. Projection-wise, it seems like, you know, Pasternak has a, you know, higher. I mean, yeah, you got you got three guys in the 9Ks. You got McKinnon, you got Kucherov, you got Pasternak. They're all around 19 points if you're going to spend up. And just scroll around. I mean, I, I mean, it's not like you need to know. Everything about NHL. Now, I would suggest, obviously, if you're a premium member, when the slate summary comes out for today, read that. The expert survey, read that. Join our Discord, rotogrinders.com slash Discord. It's it's free. Secret, it's free. Right? People don't know that you don't have to be a premium member. You could just join it. Join the NHL channel. It's like the news channel. And you could ask anything you want in there. So, you know, if we see some changes, some, you know, God, they're running 11-7. Uh, you know, line changes, anything like that, goalie confirmations, that's all in our Discord. So so I'm running all these. It's almost done, TJ. Uh do you have a do you have an overall thought? I mean, your first look at the slate now. Any teams that that you'd be looking to target? And remember, I just want to make it very clear. I play the smaller field contests. So like I'm playing the 222, the 88, like the 222 is a hundred entries. The eighty eight dollars I usually do. I usually do three in the two twenty two, three in the eighty in the eighty eight in the eighty eight, and then three in the twenty three entry max, and then three in the big contest too. That's kind of how I usually run it as well. Today I'm playing one in the five fifty five though. Maybe I'll go more, but I don't know. That's probably stupid. So I'll probably just stick with the one. Right. The five fifty five has what? Maybe two hundred entries or something? Two fifty. I mean it's not a hundred. I don't think it's a hundred. I'm I'm checking right now. With the five fifty five, yeah, two hundred and fifty entry fields. Yeah. Right, but that's opposed to the poke check, the five dollar one, and the twenty dollar one, who are close to six thousand entries. So, yeah, like, yeah, and they're not, and five thousand, six thousand entries isn't the largest of fields in comparison to when we look at NFL. So you you don't you still don't have to get nuts in those, but obviously much more nuts than you would get in a hundred man type of field. So that's why, like, I'm focused on. Teams that are going to project to score a bunch of goals that are favorites, oh, big home favorites, and then and then value. And then where can I get the? And I want to get the value from teams that are projected to score a bunch of goals. So, like, I'm not a big fan of, like, yeah, Mike Hoffman is 2,800, right? Alex Kerfoot is, is, is cheap. And I don't know. I don't know how much I'm going to be getting to these types of. I, Suaro, I Saros. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we'll get Saros, a, uh, the Nashville goalkeeper. I mean, yeah, because I, I didn't put anything in. Remember, I didn't put any randomness or any nothing. Yeah. One, max one unique play. It, it doesn't matter. I don't I don't I don't care. I'm just looking for the for the stack combinations. Right. So see, see, take a look here. What what did I 
What did I think beforehand? How much are we getting of? Right? Look, Rangers, Flyers, Wild, Jets, Canadians. Right? We get some LA. Right? We get some, some, some other teams. Right? You don't get much Colorado because of the price. Right? So this is kind of what I'm looking at. Like, what, what, what's the the lay of the land? We see if we just, you know, I click optimize here. What, you know, the optimal lineup based on our current projections. This doesn't include correlation. So 113.22. Like if I'm playing the 222, like I'm probably not going to be playing a lineup that is less than 10 points lower projected than the op than our projected optimal. So probably any lineup that's under 103, probably not going to play. Right? I don't need to. I don't, I mean, in the large field contest, you can play lineups that are 20 points, 25 points, especially with correlation. You can do that, but in the smaller field stuff, I'm going to stick to I'm going to stick to where this is. So, like, if I were to make 300 lineups, I'd go and I go. Okay, let's scroll all the way down, right, and kind of get rid of lineups that are you know. Look, we have 300 lineups that project here. Here's 103. Let's cut it off there. 103. Just I won't even consider these lineups, right? Delete all lineups below, right? And now we drop off a whole bunch of other, right? And just get a lay of the land. What what players are coming up more than anyone else, right? We got, obviously, these Rangers, Cole Caulfield, Matt Boldy, obviously some of the, the, the Canadians. But, I mean, remember, the Canadians are going to be underdogs today. So, like, while they are value, right, I mean, they aren't – they their goal total is actually, you know, lower than some other teams. So, this is kind, this is kind of like my non-knowing hockey – kind of way i mean this is what i would do in an nfl and nba and anything i mean to me it's just a numbers game obviously we don't have ownership i would compare the lineup's ownership to the to its projection and see which ones are lower owned for the similar projection but i mean i'll obviously read the slate summary i'll get a you know a gist of you know why does the flyers project well why why does the wild why do the rangers you know that'll be in the slate summary so, like, this is like my kind of like math-ish based process. DJ, how do you how do you go about kind of getting the lay of the land on the slate, especially if you're going to play very limited amounts of lineups? This is not the type of thing where I'm building 150 lineups. So I may have, you know, I may have stacks of 16 teams today. It's like, no, I'm really, you know, I'm I'm playing four lineups today. So it's yeah. like I'm 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 really going to choose like maybe like two or three teams, and then just run with that and. Whatever happens, happens. I don't need the nuts, right? So if like if I don't have Nathan McKinnon in my lineup, and he scores twenty six points, like I mean, you may not need. I mean, you may may not need these people. I mean, like you can hockey. There's enough goals that go around that as long as your lines score some points, like you have a shot to win first place in these smaller field contests. Even if you don't have, you know, the 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 team that's two percent owned that scores eight goals out of the blue, like dude, they're uh, some of these guys are just not even owned in these companies. Yeah, you couldn't be more right on that one. So I I don't use the optimizer quite as much, but you're essentially using the optimizer to do the exact same thing that I'm doing without it anyways. Um, because there it's considering all the things that I'm considering. I just like to I like my control. I like to uh, do some hand building. And so I usually wait 
I'll, I'll get my like I'll get my dummy lineups in in the morning. I'll reserve my entries in the contest, but I don't even usually look um, at any of the stuff until both the expert survey and the slate summary are out, or just on a smaller slate, the expert survey, or if it's really small, um, I'll omit those two and go to my my third place. But on a bigger slate, I'll just wait and I'll do those two first. And then I like to open up the projected lineup tab, the um, player so projection. You're talking about this page, the starting lineup. Yeah, yeah. So you can see the, which, which line, which, which players are on which lines. Exactly. I'm a very visual guy. I like having the PP1, PP1, PP, like all of that in front of me. It's just, it, it helps me narrow down my process, who I want to be, which teams I want to be going with. I open up the player projections just so I can um, – I don't actually open this up as much as I usually do now because I use lineup HQ more. So I'll just sort by point per dollar there at a position when I really need someone. Um, but then the last place I want to look is the uh, DraftKings top stacks tool. Um, that's where I usually go as well. So I can kind of see when I open that up, I'll sort by projection. Um, so I can see like who are the just straight up lines, not so much team like full teams, uh, because I know I'm not going to be playing 150 lineups, and so I don't care as much about building out a bunch of them. But the top lines for average projection um, on the slate, um, and then right, secondly, so I'll, so I'll go to value sorting, second. I'm showing it on the screen, so yeah. you're sorting by like the value column essentially. No, the average projection column first um, for, is what okay, I checked out. Raw, raw projection. So obviously, yeah. raw projection Colorado one. Yeah. And so I want to see, like, Colorado obviously is always the most expensive uh, team to stack up fully. I want to see, like, so we, second on the slate is the Rangers power play one. Almost a f over a full thousand dollars a position cheaper. Um, and it only projects for 0.4 less uh, points per position. And so that's probably my top raw point line that I'd be wanting to go with that's reasonable to get to. Um, and then once we get the ownership coming out, I'll compare that to Tampa Bay. I'll compare that to Winnipeg one. I'll compare that to Buffalo one and whichever one um, has the lowest ownership percentage that is out there. I'll look to, I'll look at that to make my first um, first stack that I'll make is I'll go to, okay, if I'm today is New York one. Uh, well then I'll make my four players on a New York stack, maybe even five on a smaller slate. But on a bigger slate like this, I'll make my four New York players. Um, and then after that, that's when I'll I'll, I'll see. I'll probably have like, what, 4,000 left per position after I plug a goalie and not much left. So that's when I look at the value tab. And that's when I'll sort by value um, in the top stacks. I'll, I'll sort by that. And then I'll see all these different cheap stacks I can go with look in to plug a team there, compare it to the starting lineups, make sure that I'm getting the correlation I want to get, you know, look at the discord, make sure that no lines have changed and I'm still getting the correlation I want to get um, and build my teams that way. Right. So you're doing the manual version of what I just do in lineup HQ. Exactly. Right? Yes, right. exactly. I mean, I mean, this is what, this is like the hand builders approach of like, well, this projects well, and this fits together with whatever. And I'm just kind of going, going to lineup HQ and go, just give me 300 lineups. And I'll sort it out from there. Because also another, exactly. thing, another thing that I prefer in smaller field contests is not playing cheap one-off defensemen, especially from teams, especially from uh, teams that don't project to score goals 
and defensemen that aren't on power play units. So I, a lot of times, like I've already eliminated the lineups that are 103 or below. Now, obviously this is something I would do a little bit later because we have morning skates, we have line changes, we have projection changes. Obviously we don't have ownership up. So it's like, it's not something I need to decide right now. I'm just kind of showing you like what I would look at here. So like I would go through and do stuff like this. I would sort by the, like the team, right? I look, I look at this and I go, okay, do I need to play Troy Stetcher? If I'm not playing like, like, like a guy that's the 2,700 and projects for 5.86, it's like, no, I don't, I don't need to play this. I, 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 I believe, and I've talked to, to Tim about this on the show that the biggest edge you could have in the smaller field contest is making sure you score enough points at the fence. Because a lot of people will play the McKinnon lineups with some $2,700 defenseman that gets like a block, and that's it type of thing. If you could get 10 points each out of both your defensemen, you have so much far, far, far ahead of most of your opponents. But you just need to find cheap goals, cheap points in the rest in the rest of your lineup. And it's hockey. There's 13 games. I can find some goals, right? I, I I don't need to sweat, you know, oh, well, what happens if Nathan McKinnon puts up, you know, 35 points? It's like, I can still win, right? Especially if people are playing garbage defenders. So I'll, I'll go through and I'll just go through, I'll literally sort by defender, right? You can exclude some of these people from even being in builds, but it's like, why am I going to be playing Jake Christensen? On, on, I'm not. Like, so I'm just not even going to consider these types of lineups. I look at all these, this line of McCola, 6.55. Like, no, I, I kind of want defensemen that have upside. If I'm going to play, if I'm going to play anyone, I either I'm going to play a guy that's going to be correlated with the rest of my lineup, or it's going to be someone that has up the, that, that could score. It's going to be in a power play unit for a favorite team. So I just start getting rid of these, right? So I go through Gavras, Gavrikov, Matt Roy gets a bunch of blocks, but he doesn't, I mean, I don't consider him to have much upside here. I mean, you get a bunch of Jake Middleton because of the, the wild situation, but I'd much rather play Brock Faber than Middleton, right? So I just get rid of these lineups. And I'm just, all I'm doing is just getting rid of lineups that maybe I don't want to consider. Because TJ, a lot of people, you know, they look at lineup HQ, right? They look at what we offer here as a, as a premium member. You get this lineup, you get all access to all of this if you're a premium member. And they go, well, I'm a single entry person. I only pan build two or three lineups. What do I need lineup HQ for? Like, dude, I'm doing, I'm only playing four lineups. I'm using lineup HQ to do all the work for me to have all the lineups that I could possibly consider. And then I could sort it out from there. Because if you're hand building, you sometimes you get this tunnel vision of like, well, I got to fit this guy into here. And then, oh, I got, I got 3,200 left. Who could I fit in there? And it's like, I just want to see lineups. Because if, if I try to do it manually, I will miss on certain combinations that I didn't realize were possible because I was so focused on, well, if I play this center with that wing, with that defender, with this goalkeeper, it's like lineup HQ just could spit out 300 lineups and whatever, whatever construction that you want. So like just going through and I could get this that look, but at 90, 98 remaining lineups. So I could just go through and go, Jordan, why am I playing the third line? Uh, Jordan Harris. On this side, 2,500. Why? Why? What am I doing? What am I doing here? There's no reason, right? In smaller field. In large field, sure. Take a shot on some of these guys. I don't need to play the, the third the third pair defenseman for, for the Rangers. No, get rid of that, right? Just go through. You got Romanoff here. Yeah, I know. I guess he has upside, but no, I don't have to play him. 
Keandre Miller. No, I'd rather play, I'd rather play Fox or Gustafson. Right. I'm going through here. Here's some some of the some of the the Flyers defensemen. I'm just if they're not on a power play, get the hell out of here. Right. They, you know, I go through Henry Thrun. Why am I playing Henry Thrun? I, I'm not gonna consider this. Get out of here. Right? Who are they? Henry Thrun. Who is that? Zach guy? White Cloud. I always get Zach White Cloud. Get out of here, Zach White Cloud. Right? I'm down to 86 lineups, right? I mean, like you could just go through. Obviously, I got I got a one goalkeeper in all these lineups. I mean, you could make put on more randomness to get a little bit more more diversity in what you're considering. But I mean, there's no reason why, like, I mean, I take a look at this top lineup right here. Monahan, right? We got got basically Montreal's three of their power play one guys, right? I got four Flyers power play one guys. That's I a beautiful Adam team. Fox, right, and like, there you go. I mean, like, they're four, three, done. Adam Fox, you're done. 109. It's only four. It's about a little less than four points off the optimal, and it's all correlated. Like, this could easily be a lineup that I play today, right? Yeah. Or you go and you go, okay, here's one with Ed, Igor Zamula on the third line. He really doesn't he really doesn't correlate to any anyone. I mean, he's on the third pair. Maybe I get rid of this. And I go, okay, I don't want to get this. Here's, here's one with the Rangers. Maybe I want to play some Rangers today. But maybe I don't want to play Kerfoot. Maybe I don't want to play Arizona today. Maybe Arizona, Arizona cheap chalk, maybe not. Right, so maybe I don't play this line. I, I could just go through and just just look at the lineups. I don't mind this lineup. Look at this: Frost, Couturier, Tippett. We got Flyers. I got Minnesota Wild power play one, and then you got I don't know what's going on with the with the uh, with the Lightning today. Uh, I know Sergachev was just put on IR. This is the, this is the type of stuff that you got you got to check out the Discord. Like I played Headman a bunch two days ago. Uh, he projected well, and, like, they weren't running many defensemen. I mean, like, the Lightning have a whole bunch of defensemen out. And I think Hedman played, like, 32 minutes or something like that. I mean, like, he played an absurd amount of minutes. So, like, I just took advantage of that. You know, And the only reason I knew about that is because of our Discord, right? Dane is in there, and they're all talking about, right, yeah, there you go. Tampa should only have six defensemen. Right, if they only have six defensemen, I mean, like, dude, like I'm assuming what Hedman and what Perbix, I guess, are are going to get a ton of time on the ice. Don't te- teams always have six defensemen? Oh, they always have. Okay, they're going to have. Oh, oh, they. Okay, it's not I an see. only. They're going to be back up to six. Oh, they're calling up. Okay, they're calling up players. Okay, I'll say so. They should have six defensemen. Okay. Right, if I did, so what? What is? Let me Tampa Bay. Okay, Perbix, so Hedman, Radish, Dahan, Myers, Sheary. Myers, Sheary. Okay, okay. So it won't be like before, but I don't know. How about? How about? Then we got Minnesota. I mean, all look at the, this. is the game of uh, uh, backup defensemen. I think someone said that in the in the chat. Uh, that uh, yeah, T- that uh, Tim's here. He's curious to see where Tampa Bay lands for ownership. The Wild are decimated with injuries. Right, you have to figure that. I mean. Yeah, I mean they're really not they're really not not playing their best. I mean, Kaprizov is out. They got defenders out. They had a lot of people out, and they didn't do they didn't they didn't do so well on Tuesday. I played I played them on Tuesday. Didn't that really didn't work out? That's they they didn't do well. And I mean Spurgeon was like didn't even play like the first period or something like that. There was problems with him, and now he's on the IR. But whatever. 
Yeah, Tim says in the chat uh, that they played with five last game, so that was the reason. But Hedman should still play good minutes, but nowhere near as obviously not as good as last game when he was, you know, when you can when you can play a guy that plays over over half the game, (laughs) right? Right. That I mean, and he's under six k, like you almost, and he's on the power play one unit, like you kind of you kind of prioritize those types of people. Yeah. Okay, so NHL, obviously, join the Discord, get our projections, load up all of this information. You can get it here at Roto Grinders if you're a premium member. But we also got two NBA games tonight, right? Uh, we have some preliminary projections here. Obviously, um, I would have to assume. Now, I'm not playing. I don't play NBA DFS anymore. I will be putting in bets. I mean, I ha- I already have. I already have some some NBA bets in, but uh, it seems like uh, seems like how do you? I mean, how do you not play Giannis when the the Bucks have a hundred and twenty eight and a half implied team total? I think very I just, easily. I mean, I'm like, I mean, I'm just looking at these projections and I'm like, uh, yeah, you're probably playing Giannis. No, I think on a two game slate, you almost can't. Um... He's 12K, not very much value. Um, that's the thing with NBA DFS lately is like every single night, your top point per dollar plays are just the most expensive players on the slate. Um, and so like, I, I'm probably leading against him because I, I don't want to play Marshawn Beauchamp at 55% ownership. <laughs> I've, I've never heard of this guy. Who's Marjan Beauchamp? He's 3,500 and he's projected to be 55% owned. He's he's the eighth man for Milwaukee. <laughs> That's the thing, right? Like I don't. There's so little value in NBA DFS lately. Um, the p- best point per dollar plays on a slate are the most expensive players. Like every night, it's Embiid, it's it's Jokic, it's um, Doncic and Giannis as the top uh, point per dollar plays on the slate. Because anytime somebody has one good game, they price them way up immediately. Um, and so I'm going to be looking to do a much more balanced approach tonight for NBA DFS. I'll probably just play one lineup because I'm on crunch time tonight. Um, but I've been having weird, like, I guess it's not weird. It's DFS. This is typical, but like my NBA, I've been like a terrible week of NBA, then a fantastic week of NBA, then a terrible week of NBA, then a fantastic week of NBA. And that's just DFS. So I don't know why I thought that was weird, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm personally going to go. I, I would way rather play uh, Jokic in a close spread uh, as opposed to Giannis just because San Antonio is probably going to get blown out anyways. He's a little bit cheaper, but I probably won't play either of them. I'll probably be sticking in that mid-range. And then we also have uh, props and stuff. I, I already I already got tons and tons of bets in. You know, you know how I you know how I bet TJ. Now. Oh, there's tons I, of stuff I, in the tons. Yeah. Right. I, I use I use our statistical projections here at Roto Grinders. Yeah. Right. I mean, we have NHL statistical projections, we have NBA statistical projections. They're all loaded. All those statistical projections are loaded into our props and picking package. So although we do have some, you know, expert picks, we do have this pick'em tool and we do have this props tool. So like the prop model, I could go here for like NBA right now. And the fact there's only two games and there's not, not really news to look out for. I mean, it'll just list. I mean, literally, I'm not going to show it all because 
I don't want to give it away, right? You have to pay for this stuff. So, like, the top one on our list right now is Aaron Gordon, rebounds plus assists. The line's eight and a half. The under, we have projected to win 63.86% of the time. The edge on fan on the FanDuel number is 16.24%. So what does this mean, DJ? This means that if you convert 63.86, right? We could go, I believe, scores and odds. I mean, you, you could get used to doing this type of stuff, right? Uh, do we have a conversion, conversion tool? I mean, I, I, I use, I use my own, but, uh, but yeah, or maybe we don't over on scoresandodds.com. I thought we did, but like, what's the win percentage? 30, 63% as an American odds. So 50% would be plus 100, right? Minus 150 is 60%. Minus 200 is 66%. So 63 is kind of like right in the middle. So like minus 175. If the edge is 16.24%, that means the number on FanDuel is going to be what? 64 minus 16 is like 40. I'm assuming this this rebounds and assist number on FanDuel based on our prop model, I bet the price is like plus 104 or plus 105 or something like that. And let's go to, let's go to FanDuel Sportsbook and see. Just to explain, like, what this means, what what these numbers even mean, rather than just go there and just go, oh, it just says under, because then someone will go and take this at minus 110 on some other book and go, like, why aren't I winning as often as I should? It's like, because you're taking a worse price. Like, we specifically list the books here. So if I go to FanDuel, right, I'm, I'm already I'm already logged in. Or I don't, do I even need to log in? No. They always log you out. So if I go to Aaron Gordon... So like I said, based on the numbers that we have in the prop model, I'm just ballparking. You saw, I didn't do any fancy math. I don't have Excel here. I'm not doing anything. I'm just eyeballing. Like, okay, win percentage is 63%. It's around like minus 175. If you take away 16% of implied probability that you're talking about, you know, uh, 48% win percentage, which is like plus 104, plus 105 or something. So that's what it should be. So we're looking at rebounds plus assists. Take a look at, you know, take a look at all the rebounds, the combos, where it is. We're looking at rebounds plus assists at eight and a half. Rebounds plus assists. Right, here we go. Yeah, over, oh, okay, the numbers moved. Right, Aaron Gordon over nine and a half is plus 106. Under nine and a half is minus 136. So the number has moved since... Right now, it's no longer eight and a half. Now nine and a half. Damian Lillard assists over seven and a half. Right. So how do we how do we do this? We don't have to do anything. I'm just telling you how to double check your work. If the win percentage on the over seven and a half is sixty six percent, and it's showing a sixteen percent edge, that means the line must be sixty six minus sixteen, which is fifty. So I'm assuming the line is like is plus one hundred. Damian Lillard assists over seven and a half. Let's 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 double check. Let's see. You go to Milwaukee. Go to assists. Player assists. What's the over seven and a half? 
Over plus 102. So there you go. So based on our prop model, this would be, I mean, I already, I'm not putting this in because I already, I already, I already made a bet on this. I'm not going to bet it again. But this is, this is what our prop model is. Right? I get scroll. We, you get the top 20, right? The top 20 edges at the current moment. Always take, check the timestamp. You get that. But obviously there's only two NBA games. So probably there's not more than 20 bets than you're probably making. But on large slates like NHL, 13 games, you can download our statistical projections. So you could download this and basically you're getting every edge for every bet and everything and compare that to the lines on the sports books, on the pick'em sites, and you could do this all kind of on your own. So I don't know about you, DJ. Like this is this is me again, DJ showing. I don't even know. I don't, I don't even know half the players anymore in the NBA. I don't know what teams they're on. And I just like, oh, I'm just going to go to our Roto Grinders numbers and I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to take 20 minutes and just like go bang, 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 download the statistical projections, load them up into Excel and just bang out like 20, 30, 40 bets. And then I'm, I'm done for the day. And then I could go off and take a nap on the couch. Yeah. It's a little bit different for me because I only have access to one book. Um, and the book I have access to is specific to Saskatchewan. And so it doesn't like, it's not in any of the roto grinders or scores and odds things, but what I still can do is go through, um, go through the lines on my book and compare them to the projections that we have on roto grinders. So it's a little more, it's a little extra work. It's a little bit of an extra step, but, um, I still just go through the numbers they have, compare them to the projections that we have and put things on that. But the main place that I'm usually going isn't on the player props, but it's on its uh, cousin, the DFS Pick'em games. And so I play a lot on prize picks. I'm going to be writing up an NBA prize picks article today. And this is where I spend most of my time right here. The Pick'em tool, I uh, switch it over from DK Pick 6 to the NBA prize picks. Um, And uh, I I often... Aaron Gordon rebounds and assists less than nine and a half. There you go. There you go. That's, that's still up on prize picks. And that I assume is Reese. I'll, yeah, I'll, I have prize picks in front of me right now. I'll see if that one's still there and I can uh, can add it in. I do have a uh, prize pick, NBA prize picks article coming today. Um, Aaron Gordon is at nine and a half rebounds and assists. Let's take the less then. Well, we might as well build a little card right now. And I'm going to be that's doing that. That's what I'm doing. Taking advantage of. I'm literally going to the top. I'm going, okay, Jokic, rebound and assists less 22 and a half. Let me get rid of this. So Jokic, Jokic, 22 and a half. Oh, these are combos. 22 and a half rebounds and assists less, less. I'm literally just going Trace Jackson Davis, PRA over 17 and a half. PRA for Trace Davis, Davis. For what it's worth, I like doing uh, Jokic's more than points better than his less than 22.5 rebounds and assists. Um, his point projection is, uh, in, in our rotor grindage projections right now, is 28.9, and they have it on uh, on prize picks at 26. And so I would rather go... Uh, um, 
especially because we already got the under on uh, or the less than story on Gordon's rebounds and points. Putting it on the whole team feels a little bit scary. So I actually like it. Uh, I like Nikola Jokic more than points more uh, instead. And the Gordon and Jokic, uh, Gordon less than nine and a half rebounds and Jokic more than 26 points. Those will both be ones that I have uh, in my article today. Sochan less than nine and a half rebounds and assists. Sochan less than nine rebounds and assists. And what's the last one? Got five here. I could do a Chris Paul more than seven and a half assists at 61%. I'll take that. All right. Make a six pick card. Paul, seven and a half assists. There you go. Done. Typically, I'd do 30 bucks here. Right. There, six pick. They're done. Right. There, my NBA card's in, TJ. Right. Just go to the pick em tool. I just I just literally just took the top six based on our projections at the current moment. There you go. I'm done. I'm done, TJ. I'm done. Not too bad. Not too bad at all. And so, yeah, I, I like sorting through a little bit more. I find sometimes there's some that are on similar players that we can get something a little bit better, like that Jokic points. Again, I still think that's quite a bit better than the – less than on his uh, rebounds and assists, but um, you can scroll down, pick and choose from there. They adjust throughout the day. Um, and there's a, uh, it's, it's my favorite thing to utilize when I'm using, when I'm writing my article. So uh, I'll have an, a prize picks article coming later today. Usually I would have one for NFL as well, but no NFL Thursday night football game today. So just, just NBA. Uh, JWH asks if I if I care about negative correlation using both Joke Jokic and Gordon under assists and rebounds. Well, not necessarily. I mean, if they don't play enough minutes, I mean, like, dude, if the game blows out, that's fine. I mean, I it gets to a certain point where I I don't want to take four guys that have all under rebounds or all over rebounds or all under assists or all over. Yeah, it gets to a point, but like two people, I'm 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 fine with that. Is there slight negative correlation? Yes, it could be slight positive correlation. Like it depends on how many. Yeah, if if the game blows out, then it's positive correlation. Right, and also these are rebounds plus assists, so it's quite possible that Jokic has a bunch of assists but less rebounds, and Gordon has more rebounds and less assists. So, like, yeah, is there a way to calculate that? Sure, but I think from if if you didn't worry about it for like two people, I think I I don't think you're. I don't think you're giving up much if you even are giving up anything. Once you start getting to two, five guys, you know, then then that's a different story. On a, on a slate like this, though, where it's only two games, you can build that type of card where you're basically picking it like a game stack. You're playing it like a game stack where it's like, I think this game blows out or um, where you pick unders or, or sorry, less thans on all of the starters. Um, and so, uh, you, you can build that as a, as a type of like DFS game stack as well. Right. So if you have the, if you don't have legal sports books, regulated sports books in your state, obviously you got prize picks, you got underdog, you got, uh, the fliff vivid picks, you got the, the DK pick six stuff, right? We have, dude, we, as long we have all the statistical projections for all these sports, we put them in a table. We make it easily accessible for you to either casually come by and do exactly what I did. 
Like, if you just want to have a sweat that actually has a positive expectation, you just did do exactly what I did. You go, okay, I'm going to go to the pick'em tool. I'm going to pick the top whatever, top five, top six, and you're done. You're done. And then you watch the game and have fun, right? Or you can download our statistical projections and feel free to manipulate them any any way you want and find, you know, if you're on, if you're like Grant and you're on like 74 platforms and like he's betting on Bulgarian PPH accounts and <laughs> who knows what the hell he like, yeah, then you download the stuff and put it into and do whatever the hell you want with it. But we make it e- as easy as possible for you to actually be competitive betting on sports, playing pick them, right? Getting the best price, getting the best number, right? Don't, you know, just in your head go, oh, I'm going to weigh all these variables together. It's like, no, we've, we've been doing DFS projections here at Roto-Grinders for over 10 years. Take advantage of it because the books actually have worse models, right? People don't believe it. Like the books don't care, TJ. The books don't, the books number one defense is not their, is not their third party model for their props. Their first level of defense is that if you're too good, they just limit you. So the numbers aren't going to get better. Our numbers are going to be better than the books. Just a matter of probably don't don't get too greedy, or you're going to need to find new accounts if you get if you don't if you don't greedy. don't put a hundred dollars in an account. Use all that hundred dollars on the twenty. Like don't do twenty picks for five twenty picks for five dollars on your first night. And then go, ah, why do I only have $40 in my account on next to on night two? This sucks. Like it's gotta be a smaller scale long and uh, more long-term play. Right. Okay. So TJ, what, what stuff do you got coming out this week? I know we don't have Thursday night football, but you, but we got some you, uh, you, NFL stuff. We got NBA stuff. What uh, give us a, you know, breakdown the next couple of days of what should we, we expect from you? Yeah, still am going to have uh, a lot of things going on. I just opened up the 2023 20, uh, schedule by accident. I'll, put, I'll open up the 2024 one because we are in a new year here in January. I called it October the other day. Like, I've just been so out of sorts lately. Um, but we got um, an NBA prize picks article coming today. And then I'll also be on uh, crunch time today with Dre um, later on. Dre and Roth, I believe. Yeah. And then tomorrow, NBA crunch time again. I'll have some prize picks articles coming out for NFL this weekend. I'll be on pre-lock on Saturday, uh, breaking down the NFL games with Tim and Will. Then Tim and Taylor and I are on crunch time again Saturday. So like when the weekend comes, I'm on ev- I'm on everything. I'm on basically every pre-lock and crunch time show for NBA and NFL between now and the end of the weekend. Because okay, I am on Sundays as well. <laughs> Oh, so you're 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 the weekend guy. I'm the opposite. Yeah. Right. Right. Everyone always has their own weird schedules, and we, it, sometimes we don't. You know, I don't. I don't t- until baseball season. I typically don't see Dean. Right. Yeah. Right? I don't see certain people. Stevie, he's doing. He he's recording late at night. I'm up. I'm up early in the morning. Euro on the weekends. There are yeah. people that are that are doing shows, NFL shows at nine o'clock at night, and it's like I don't. I'm not. I'm not around during those times. So every, you know, every Saturday I have about four shows and four articles. Right. And Saturdays are my Saturdays are my wake up, play soccer, DFS and my MMA lineups, and then just watch some MMA type of stuff. And 
you're that, that that's your busy period. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's, the, that's and then also what, that's when I'm people, busy. And also to other people in our in our industry, they look at me like I'm nuts because some people in our industry don't even wake up until noon or until one o'clock in, in the afternoon as it is. So like to do a show at eleven o'clock in the morning, Monday through Friday is uh is like, well, that's a commitment. It's like I'm a night person. I don't wake up until like nine, ten o'clock myself. So like uh I know all the people all the people that have like real jobs, right? Quote unquote real jobs are are looking at us going, We don't feel sorry for you. We don't feel sorry <laughs> yeah, for you. Yeah, exactly. Don't at all. That's <laughs> as as busy as these days are, it feels like the fact that I wake up in the morning, you know, do my early content, write an article, get my dummy lineups in, switch to agents of fandom work, and I'm you know, writing some articles about movie and TV. I'm recording podcasts about it. I'm helping others do the same thing. And then I tap back into Roto Grinders for the afternoon, um, build my lineups, do some shows, etc. It's it's so much more fun than teaching was at the, at the end of the pandemic when I quit. Let me tell you that. Like, that was just, that was a lot more taxing. Well... Join us in the Discord, as I said before, rotogrinders.com slash Discord. Get everything you, you could possibly get here. Get everything. Sim Labs, you get everything combined. Combo premium package. Click on the link in the description. Get $10 off your first month. We got we got crunch time later today for, for this uh, small uh, two-game NBA slate. We have tons of NFL content coming out for week 18. I'll be back on tomorrow with Squirrel Patrol. We'll be seeing what what backups are playing and how we're stacking teams for week 18 in in, in, G, in GPP. Obviously we got some Saturday football also. We got tons of content here. Tons of shows. Click on that subscribe button, click on the notification bell to always know when we go live and hit that like button. On your way out the door, I will see you tomorrow as I always do. Monday through Friday, 11 o'clock Eastern, talking about all things you're thinking about in daily fantasy, props and pick 'em on Roto Grinders today.